What's good, Josh? Your man DJ Playboy back with another episode of the Perfect Talk Podcast. And I do no episode, not one, without my dog. He's a Perfect Talk essential worker. My man's, my partner. Girl, scream like I'm Keith. On your mark, set, let's go. It's good, man. <laughs> You know, I, I just thought about that because of that Will Smith song. On your mom. I don't know, no words to no Will Smith song except the Fresh Prince theme. But for some reason, that um, I think it was going going to Miami or Welcome to Miami joint. Yeah. You know, Will Smith is the talk of the town nowadays. But yeah, man, it is, it is what I'm sitting it is. here looking. I'm sitting here looking like, what Will Smith talk song was this one? <laughs> I don't know what song it is. The joint just popped in my head. I, I, I honestly don't know. I, I think it's the joint with the Miami joint. But um, no, yeah, it is. Man, it is. I'm, I won't even lie to you. I'm like I I I fuck with Will Smith music, like the Fresh Prince and Will Smith. Yeah. For some odd, you know how you got embarrassed and shit that you won't play around people. Yeah. Like I definitely know like way too many Will Smith songs. Yeah, <laughs> I know I that shit word for word. Parents don't understand. Summertime. The shit from the <laughs> Freddy Krueger soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, um. My sister had met, my sister must have had the Fresh Prince tapes or some shit like that, because I definitely caught on to it from a young age, and then he became the Fresh Prince on TV, but you know, and then he's, you know what I'm saying, he was still making music, so it was, I don't know, I just fucked with his music for some reason. His movies, and you know, he's a blockbuster superstar, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So he always had some type of like fame, he was he was never like full corny, you know what I'm saying, like uh, even when Eminem or whatever was dissing him because he don't curse or whatever, it never, it was like his Will Smith, <laughs> he never did curse. Like, yeah, you know, it, his corniness never... Got him. It never killed his career at any point. Like he was corny. Like that was his his thing. You know what I'm saying? The Fresh Prince was kind of the as a, the rapper Fresh Prince was kind of like the corniness was kind of cool. Like Slick Rick was a little bit corny, probably just a little bit edgy, a little bit more hood, but he was kind of corny too. So I think it fit at that time. The Fresh Prince as a rapper probably wouldn't be great in 1995, but it was perfect right around 1990. The show mm-hmm. he was a bit corny. And he, um, the show he was a bit corny, and, and that worked because it was a, a family sitcom sort of. Yeah, yeah. And you said it was Slick Rick that made me think about it. Like they, they kind of have characters, yeah, so to speak. And even though Slick Rick obviously is like in the hip hop hall of fame, and you know, what I mean, space, but they were playing. It, it, it just he seemed like a caricature with the, with the gold and the eye patch, and you know what I mean, like Flavor Flav had the the clock. You know what I'm saying? And but and Will Smith kind of just fit into that whole. Uh, that whole mind state with the flat top and the, and the big sneakers and everything. So exactly, um, I, I wasn't even really gonna go here to be honest with you, man. But what, what do you think about this whole Will and Jada um, situation? Because I, I, I'm, you know, what I mean, I don't watch much TV. I don't keep up with the messiness as much as uh, <laughs> as much as I probably should. But um, I know the whole August Alcina came out and said that him and Jada had a relationship that you know Will obviously was aware about. But I mean, what's your take on this whole situation? Was like not even surprising, right? Well, firstly, man, I appreciate your attitude. You said I wasn't going to tackle this, man. This is a Perfect Talk podcast. We we just deal in Perfect Talk. We don't deal in all, in all this messiness. So, uh, but uh, real news, I, around here. I, I usually don't do this, but uh, let's talk about some messiness. Let's get messy. With it. Let's get messy with it. You know, uh, let's see. It is messy, and it's weird to see such a grown couple have to pedal in some messiness. And the rumors were out there, but I think that. Because of how much they're out there, they had to address it. By that I mean, like when we like on a daily basis, like she has like a, a show, a regular show, and Will Smith goes ham on YouTube like on a regular basis. It's not mm-hmm. like you remember like when Jay Z when some kind of uh, some joint would come out about him, some kind of rumor or something. Like he would, he just wouldn't address it. He would just kind of fade back. And then, yeah. like, just come out when it's album time, drop a couple of videos, fade back. Maybe he releases an artist, drops a, a, um, a single on May record, be in the video, and then they fade back again. But they, like, in your face all the time, like, Facebook and YouTube and all this shit. So I feel as if they had to, that rumors out there just kind of muddy in the waters for them. They just like, yo, let's just take this shit head on. Listen, it ain't a rumor, but these are the circumstances behind it and kind of own their own dirt. So that's number one. So it's just like they had to do that shit, and then when it's when it comes to to marriage communication, like anybody mm-hmm. who's been in a serious relationship or or marriage, know that there's a lot of people who's like, man, that nigga cheated. You know, she fucked with August Alcina. I would have never, not me. I would have moved on. If I'm Will Smith, I get tons of chicks and da da da. But now, like that's somebody 
I can't even say fucked up because it seems that they took a break with the understanding. Like, listen, we're just gonna. I don't know how that worked out, but they, could, they understood. They, how they, they, worked, they yeah. had some kind of understanding. It reminded me of like the Jay Z and Beyonce thing. Like, yeah, why she take that dude back? Instead of she's Beyonce, it's because like in a marriage, like it it shouldn't be that easy to just say, yo, walk away to yeah. walk away. Like there has to be some some type of room to to work it out. And if y'all don't explore that room then really explore it and work it out then you know it's not a, it's not as sturdy of a marriage as you thought it was you know in sickness and in sickness and health thick and thin and all that type of shit like that's your vows like that's sticking to your vows so them talking about it like that like yeah uh, she said entanglement he's like entanglement Man, a little bit more than an entanglement and I don't know if you saw the video she said yeah you know I, I was feeling Great in the marriage, we took a little break, emotional break. Um, so you know, I, what does entangle? What she mean by entanglement? Exactly, that's the whole joke. I don't uh, know if you've been scrolling your memes this morning, nigga, but this, <laughs> they have all kinds of memes with entanglement and this and that. And she said the word entanglement. He's like entanglement. Come on now, like let's not whitewash this. What happened? Pretty much. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, so those are the two things, man. They owned the, their narrative because they had to. Um, because it was about to go out, get out of hand, but then they put it out there, and all this fun people have it on the internet right now, like you, you know entanglement and the fact that this thing is confirmed. This is gonna die out, in a, I feel, in a couple days. Like they put it out there, and now they can move on. And then yeah. the fact of the just communicating that communicating as a couple, like listen, we did wild shit. We're human beings, but we're still a married couple. Yeah, you still want to do this? Let's do it. We're married. You know what I'm saying? We're either married mm-hmm. or we're not. We're married. This shit happened. Let's go. Let's move on. Nice, nice. You touched on a lot there, and and uh, like to to pick apart some of it. Like, what, what, something you touched on was the marriage. How difficult it is to walk away from marriage. You know what I mean? And we, I'm noticing in my own life now. In my, um, you know, what I mean, my 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 mid thirties. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? On my man bones, I'm feeling like you look at the influences we had throughout time, right? And um. My barber even said this yesterday. He was like, the first time his wife really had a uh, a positive like family image was looking at the Cosby Show. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But um, I think about like I was really into big into hip hop. Obviously, I'm a DJ and I'm uh, listening to like hip hop almost religiously. You know what I'm saying? Um, so some of that stuff, you know what I mean? You when you're a kid listening to it that young, you don't realize like that's not real life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like this image of everything's gangster, everything's pimping, everything's it might be like that for some people, you know what I'm saying? But I think as a vast majority, they're all human beings, you know what I mean? And that's their stage image, and they're entertaining the same way Arnold Schwarzenegger is, uh, and still Vester Stallone entertain. You know what I mean? They're entertaining, but there's also a reality to it that I didn't even really feed into because I was so caught up in the entertainment of it. So to see a real marriage go through its struggles and survive and fight and, and do what they got to do... Um, I think that's dope. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's that's awesome, especially seeing it from someone who, as we just touched on, came from hip hop. You know what I mean? Was a hip hop star. Was a was one of those influencers. And maybe he he necessarily didn't rap the stuff that, you know, painted that image. But it's just dope because you look at him as a positive black, you know, role model, right. male image. So yeah, it's um, it's a lot to touch on. I think people, you know, I don't. You can't the the bunny rabbit aspect of it um, of facing your own sin so to speak and putting it out there before someone else puts it out there in a different way um that's dope you know that's the best strategy right that's that's like really like hey we just gonna put it on the table for y'all do what y'all gonna do with it and then let's move on to the next news cycle like because like you say running from it it only in ducking down and you know what i mean not waiting till you it, let, it just lets people run with it right and they and i think that they in particular can't they, they can't afford to let people run with it like that because people were, were chattering about it before this red t- table talk, but now after it, they're gonna be like, "Well, it's confirmed. They said it themselves. They're gonna have their fun and just get it out their Aug- systems now." So, do do you know why August Alcina felt the need to bring that up? Like, <laughs> that's the part I'm I'm a little lost on. Like, cause he's uh, I did hear his interview and he touched on it. Um, I guess because he felt, I guess maybe he knew Angela Yee would ask about it, but. I just don't see why it was anything to talk about, you know what I mean? But I guess maybe the rumors were already out there anyway. So if August Alcina's dropping a new album, he know he's gonna have to answer a question or two about it. So it just I don't know. I just feel like you could no comment that, right? You could, mm-hmm. but 
if you're August Alcina and you you got a project coming out, you got well, you got a project coming out, and you man, you hit the Soul Survivor and set it off in that crew, man. <laughs> You're not going to talk about it to somebody? Like, come on now. Like, that's going to leak, B. That shit is going to leak. And you got an album coming out. Like, that right there is... um, If he didn't, that would have been mad props to him. Like, show a different level of maturity. Especially for a young man. to to For that kind of feat. You know, like the whole... I guess nowadays people call it toxic masculinity. The, that feeling of conquest that, that a, a young... Man feels I, I you know I didn't see well, Did you hear his interview No nah, I did not see it, interview, it, it, no. it didn't come across like that It really It came across more so like He felt like this was a deep Relationship Like he was like You know what I mean This was deep And he wouldn't really touch on On their aspect of it I guess you know He said I'll let them talk about their From their point of view But he did mention that Will was aware of it But it wasn't like bragging It didn't come across as bragging Like But I You know what I'm saying It kind of came across like I know you're gonna ask me this question Let's just, you know what I mean? Um, I just feel like you could have, because I know what you're saying, and I was going to, like, what artist wouldn't want to be in the the Mount Rushmore with, I guess, Will Smith and Tupac? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? In terms of, um, not even, like, rapper status, but fame. You know what I'm saying? Like, those are two big heavy hitters. Those are icons. So I, I get that, but I don't think that's what he was trying to do. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I don't know August Alcina. I don't, the interview was, itself was, 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 went many places. Um, he talked about, you know, his sister dying and um, a lot of, pain that he felt in his life i think he was molested at some point so it, it went a lot of places in the interview it got emotional at certain points but um i mean i guess shout out to everybody out there for just facing their truth and feeling you know what i mean it's sad though that you feel like we live in a world where you have to right address stuff um between you because you and your wife are married right yeah obviously um and, and you, you don't have to married, address right? you still that, that's still going on right? <laughs> that's still together right yeah <laughs> it's still a thing right no, but you don't have to address every argument, every, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, 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 and same with me in my relationship, everything that me and my girl go through, I don't have to address. So it sucks that awesome people who do awesome work have to go through that. But I mean, it's just part of life, right? Part of being famous. Yeah. Um, but how you been? What's, what's good with you, man? How you been, brother? Same old niggas. Quarantining. Mm. Just quarantining. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, but, um, I think I went through a. Oh, by the way, July Fourth weekend, man. I was just out there. Oh, being yeah. How was your July Fourth? Like <laughs> being around people. He's people, out there being mixy. I ain't gonna lie, man. People hugging me and stuff. And this is the type of shame. <laughs> this is the type of shame you felt like some guys felt or some people felt like if they, because you know all the the safety rules when it comes to sex, especially if you're. But for the most, at least you should. You've seen the posters and stuff like that, uh, having sex in college. You seen it in the, in the campus clinic, or they might have a poster somewhere, and uh, some people get get sloppy with it. And but mm-hmm. then that you know th- that Sunday or Monday, they're like, "Damn, man, I got a first thing. I'm going to the campus clinic," and that's how I feel. <laughs> that's how I feel. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, it's not quite two weeks from July Fourth yet, but uh, when that time comes, I'm gonna go hit hit up one of them free. Corona testing spots. I've had a Corona test once and it was negative, but that was before July Fourth. And it was I didn't do nothing crazy, but just like my campus example, all it takes is once. All it takes is is once. Like it, it gives in your head, but man, but you know, I thought she was clean, and that's how I feel. I'm like man, I, I hugged a person. Uh, they cool. I mean, I knew them since I was a kid. Yeah, man. Yo, I I ran into somebody like it was like fresh after the the whole thing had popped off. Uh, quarantine wise and I had ran to somebody and you, you like I gave him a pound and I didn't really think about it till afterwards like and it was funny because like I seen him again as I was leaving I was it was at a gas station I seen him again as I was leaving and at that point the thought was already in my head so I was you know what I mean I just threw up the the, the fist for black power and, you know what I mean like kept <laughs> kept it moving but um it is it's, 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 it's tricky because right what are, you, what are you gonna do you can't you got it's hot outside right people are used to partying it's it's hard for us as human beings to change our uh habits and i think there's a lot of people out there that are just like well it's fourth of july gotta do this you know what i mean like i might not see another fourth of july <laughs> you yeah. know what i'm saying i might not get out there and, and shoot fireworks i might not get out there and party and then also people don't like being told what to do as you can see with uh these numbers that are spiking up all over the place but i know i know exactly what you mean but then i can't make sense of it it's such a weird disease that i can't make sense of it right like i go to work every day right we everyone's not wearing masks at work 
<laughs> Everyone's not. I mean, I'm I'm using hand sanitizer and 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 I'm going nuts. And I even wear a mask from time to time. But um, I also don't want my kid going back to school. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I can't explain. I can't explain the one and then the other in an argument. You know what I'm saying? Like other than I'm an adult and maybe I'll be better at not touching my my hands to my face. You know what I mean? Then uh, a kid would. That's about the best thing I got. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And not to mention, mm-hmm. man, some people just regard the disease differently. So you might be sanitized and wearing a mask, but the next person's like, Nah, I think I'm. I think we're good. Like you know, you know, at the barbecue I, I went to. <clears throat> Somebody like there are people there who just didn't believe in the full, I guess, wrath of the the virus. I don't know. I don't. I don't want to make it sound biblical. Shit, the whole wrath. Of the <laughs> I don't know what. I just. I don't. My vocabulary ain't good. So wrath is what came out. But like, the were they full, arguing? Were they like legit? Like making arguments that this shit ain't real? Correct. It was one wow. one of the arguments I heard was like. Um, I'm like, yeah, man, it's hitting black people terrible. He's like, man, they, it's not, man. They just saying that when people die from it, you could die from anything, but they're gonna chalk it up to Corona. I'm like, uh, <laughs> it might be a couple of them that people just the person got a gunshot wound in the stomach and maybe they had Corona and came up positive for it and they chalk. I don't know. Maybe there's a few of those, but you're telling me <laughs> there's a, a entire. I was like, um, I couldn't even argue it because when somebody, it's like arguing. Religion can't to, make sense out of nonsense. <laughs> no, I don't mean with religion not in that aspect as far as the nonsense part. But like when somebody that's not yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, but to take it away from religion, yeah, making sense out of nonsense, like no, no. I, but I get where you were going with the religious thing. Like someone believes it, they believe it. Like you exactly. can't <laughs> like it's said in a way where it's like there's nothing you could poke through it because it's not based on facts. So you can't be coming out. It's kind of like arguments. Like with you and your significant other, and you trying to bring out some old uh, Johnny Cochran shit, with you know, well, there's this and there's that, and then there's the other thing. Here goes some numbers. It, it just doesn't make sense. You're wasting your breath and your ba- brain power. And mm-hmm. I was just like, uh, and it made me realize well, that's right. The, the the reason that I shouldn't be out is because not everyone respects the disease. You know what I'm saying? Because like in my head, I'm like, yo, the I'm light gonna, bulb went off. Because in my head, I'm like, yo, I'm gonna go out and everyone's gonna be masked up and everybody's everybody's gonna be in their corners and then but we could still talk like you could hear me from six feet away. But mm-hmm. no, that's not like everyone just just ain't on the same page with it. You know what I'm saying? Niggas out there du- double dipping. <laughs> but man, he, he, this three bean dip is delicious, man. You just take another dip with this same ass tortilla chip. Nah, man. It's it's you 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 hit the nail on the head, man. Numbers going up. People don't take it serious. Uh some people it's a political thing. Like, like I legit feel like if I be like, yo, I know people who've died from corona, they be like, Do you really? Yeah. <laughs> like really like you know what I'm saying but it's like it's it, I guess until it hits you it don't it don't it's not real yeah um, and that, that, that's a scary thing like it could get for some people close is not enough like for me it's close and it was close like when it was like you know two degrees of separation away when I heard like a friend of a matter of fact I think you said you had old neighbors that that passed away from the disease and that's like you know two or three degrees of separation from me I'm like all right this shit is before that, I was like, it was for real. But when you told me that shit, I was like, damn, man, that shit is serious, serious. So some people are waiting for that, it to be at direct. At that point, we, we had a mutual friend who had family members that, you know what I'm saying, right. that had got struck in with them. We didn't even really at that point, like, take it serious. It was crazy. Right, right. It's, it's, I think for some people, I don't know how close I got to get to them for them to be like, oh, yeah, this is some real shit. You know, because. I don't, I don't. I'm not familiar with who Nick Cordero was, but when the headline, he's a Broadway star, I guess, passed away from COVID-19. He's only 40, when headline came 41 up, or something like that. Yeah, they said 41. I'm like, whoa, that's close to my age. Mm-hmm. I was like, like whoa, I thought we was in the safe group. And his <laughs> battle, if you look at the, the, I don't know the details of it, but I think like he had it, but he didn't look that bad. But then he just started declining quick and they induce a, a coma and then because of some side effect or something or the other, he had to get an amputation and da da da. Mm. And then they were just like, yo, I don't know if he could thrive. Like he, they, I think he, he, um, like they said, we're going to induce a, um, a, a coma or something like that. And he said, all right, you know, like he was awake when they said, this is what we're going to have to do. But that was the, you know, he never made it back yeah. out. That's nuts. I mean, rest in peace, though. Like I said, I didn't know who he was, but that just hit me like, 
like like Lynn Bias, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh damn, like you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like this shit is real, bro. You know what I mean? Like it, it's and people not taking it. I'm, so so you can't make people take it serious, right? So all I can do is keep my space, keep my distance. I seen something yesterday that they trying to do like a this weird school plan in New York City where it'll be like two days school, three days off, mm-hmm. and um, I, I I don't see how that even could possibly work. I mean, schools got to open a, a eventually, especially in, I mean, I don't know what it's like in other school districts, but I grew up in New York and I've been in New York for a while and I studied the whole, it's not the whole thing, but I studied a lot of it, like how the school system works just in general. And the school, for a lot of families in New York that are underprivileged or can't afford to get childcare and all these different kind of things or got to work extra hours at work or you're a single parent, like school is weird, like your break like that's what gives you allows the parents to work for some kids allows the kids to eat that's where they get the only breakfast and lunch from like if not for school they not eating in the morning in the afternoon they might get some scraps for dinner so school is that important so i think that that's why they were they were so hesitant to close in the first place in new york city and now to open they're trying to figure they're like yo we're gonna open it's a matter of how it's not you know we're not asking when we're, it's going to be ASAP or normal times. It's going to be like, how are we going to roll this out? And I can see why, why they're doing it. And I think that any school opening plan is going to be weird at this point. I, and it's, it's, I'm such a germaphobe that I'm just like, mm, like, you know what I mean? I don't know how that could work. I might, like, I'm, I'm whether they open or not, I'm still kind of like a little wait and see with it because it's just... You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's insane. It's, it's kids passing germs easy before, you know what I mean? Like I, I, I don't even. I'm, it's like it makes me so uncomfortable thinking about it. But I'm in a position where, with my work schedule and with the the way that the family setup is set up, I'm able to, you know, what I mean, work that out for me. And you know, what I mean, like, um, yeah. But everyone's not like that, you know what I'm saying? Um, but you can. And Corona is one of those exactly. things where it's so weird because everyone's not in the same boat. Like I didn't. My life didn't change that much when Corona started because I'm an essential worker. Like, and I wasn't going out. <laughs> that many places like before I guess like so it didn't really hit me like like I couldn't go to the gym that was big for me you know what I mean but um and then barbershops as often as I was going before that was a that was a little ch- a little bit of a change but you know the barbershops is back I'm I don't even know if I'd go back to the gym as soon as it opens like when am I gonna be comfortable enough to do that but it's um I'm sure it'll happen eventually because I said the same thing about barbershops but it, it's with schools I'm just weird with it like I'm just like I don't know it's and I feel bad for the teachers that's a rough situation to be in. That's just a mad germs coming at you. <laughs> yeah, every which like, way. I got Lord. one kid I got to deal with and disinfect when I get home. <laughs> yeah, all that coming at you. Yeah. But uh, yeah, life's changing, right? Yeah, man. It's it's it's, it's um. But yeah, I mean, if you got the luxury to keep your kid at home, it definitely. And then also to educate them to some degree, you know, def- that's definitely a blessing. But there's people out there that's not even remotely an option like there's some people like imagine them people out there like for instance business owners like they looking for any opportunity to do conduct business like not they don't want i'm sure that if they had the choice to say that yo if you could cut hair from home virtually like would you do it for the same yeah. amount of money like, Hell yeah i don't want the disease but like some like especially like stuff like barbers or business owners in general but like People who don't like tend to get insurance and stuff like that. For instance, that that um, Nick Cordero dude is a mm-hmm. Broadway actor, I believe, and I'm sure his his benefits package ain't dope, and I'm sure he's not filthy rich and probably makes a nice living. But I know I know what you're saying. Yeah, you know to to, to get that devastating of a disease for to get that you know that his that hospital stay, the expense is gonna gonna cause his family or had caused him. Like it's, it's, I can't imagine so. You know, that's a severe case, but even with this school and stuff, people just like, yo, like if you're a hairdresser, barber, uh, home care, all this stuff, like if you're not working, exactly. you're not making money. There's no like side business for like barbers, you know what I mean? Unless you're skilled at something else. <laughs> but you know, right. I, know what you, I, I get what you're saying. But right. um, we got we got to follow up with some stories we spoke about in the past couple of weeks, man. I like to segment I want to call the follow up news, man. We talk about stuff sometimes and we let y'all know how things are going a couple of weeks later, man. So uh, first up, Keith, man, did you know my man Christian Cooper will not snitch? <laughs> nigga. My man Christian, <laughs> The realest man, nigga yo. alive. 
And I tell you, that man is a model citizen in every single way. That man got principles. Let me tell you, man, like any body, like that's <laughs> when you're raising a son, I would imagine, like, and your son says, What do you want me to be, daddy? And I'd be like, You, I want you to be <laughs> Christian Cooper. <laughs> like, you're gonna, I'm gonna give you binoculars right now. You're gonna learn how to bird watch. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna give you this SAT prep book so you go to Harvard. Everything. Like, that's, and then, you know, he's like, all right, like, what are the rules for tattletaling then, daddy? Do what Christian <laughs> Cooper did. He gave, he gave just enough information to keep somebody in line, but not so much to prosecute them. Like, that right there, man. Well, let me get, a, let me get the audience, like, some backup news on it. In case y'all didn't know, Amy Cooper, a white woman, was filmed accusing a black man, Christian Cooper, of threatening her, false, uh, rep- falsely reporting, by the way. Um, this was back a few months ago. Um, you might have seen it on videotape. She was at Central Park. She had her dog. When she was flinging around, Christian Cooper uh, smartly started videotaping the whole event. And there's a portion where she was like, uh, yeah, there's an African man threatening um, threatening my life. Um, and the uh, Manhattan District Attorney has now said that they will charge her for falsely reporting an incident in the third degree. Um I would like to encourage, this is the DA speaking, um, Cyrus Vance. At this time, I'd like to encourage anyone who's been the target of false reporting to contact our office. We are strongly committed to holding perpetrators of this conduct accountable. And that's big, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, huge. This lady's been through enough. Lost a job, lost a dog. Who knows if she even lost her, her crib? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Her car. Who knows what else is going on in her life? Boyfriend. But Christian Cooper's like, man, nah. <laughs> I, I'm not cooperating. I'm not with the shits, bro. She's going through enough. I'm not with it. Like, yeah. um, I think we've proven our point. Um, and there's two ways to look at it. You know what I mean? Uh, um, by the law, you know what I'm saying? If if Christian Cooper was uh, accused of doing something in that incident, would she have had that same mercy on him? Um, so I mean, I, I, I'm very commendable that Christian Cooper has that mercy on her. But there are other people out there who might do the same thing. There are people who do the same thing every on a daily basis, and I kind of understand why the need to prosecute her exists. I feel bad for her, but I mean, <laughs> like not not like I, like I feel bad for her in the sense that like, it's weird, but her, her white privilege like betrayed her, and it probably like fucks her head up so much, bro. <laughs> like she probably <laughs> her yeah, head like she, exploded. Like I feel yo. bad for her in that respect. Because <laughs> the black card, you know, just through history could really help you out or it could backfire but that white card it never failed until now never fit and is and you know they have uh, like um what's the word like uh trail makers or well, trailblazers you, trailblazers yeah <laughs> you think I, english is my second language or shit uh, you know it's an nba uh, team trail trail makers. <laughs> emmy Cooper was uh uh how, <laughs> Yeah, so uh, she, <laughs> what accent was that? <laughs> it, was, it was a nondescript accent, so I, I don't get accused of being <laughs> smart racist. Smart <laughs> move. <laughs> you don't know what country that's from, so you don't. Nobody can accuse me of nothing. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> being a trailblazer is usually it's, it's, it comes with struggles, but in in the in the long term, you'll be remembered for something good. But she was a trailblazer for being the first person to whip out the white card and that backfire on her. You do not want to be the first person that that happens to. You know what I'm saying? And that happened to her. That, that's crazy. Just thinking from her perspective. Yo. Now. Yo. Dogs love white women. <laughs> like, I yeah. know this for a whole fact. Dogs love white women, bro. She is hated by the dog community. Like <laughs> she, yeah. She's just, her powers have just deflated. <laughs> everything man lost to like when it comes to to dog adoption groups or whatever they do background checks when you're adopting an animal mm-hmm. and for white women in particular they don't they just like oh you're a white woman you got this dog but they took the dog back like everything <laughs> everything about it was was bananas you know what i'm saying so i guess uh, yo my my point, hold on not to cut you you ever remember uh regulators by warren g yeah. <laughs> It just feels like Warren G. Like, damn, they took my keys. They took my Rolex. <laughs> I looked at them niggas said, damn, what's damn, next? Damn, what's next, man? <laughs> Yo, they took my dog. <laughs> they took my job next. 
<laughs> I said, New York Times. I mean, damn, what's next? Cyrus Vance comes. Boom, your freedom too. What it is. That's crazy. Christian Cooper got to roll up like Nate does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yo. Well, yeah, man. Uh, that's a. That's a I, I don't know if. You, yeah, man. You know what it is, though, just in general with this whole thing, is that sometimes I feel like there's a feeling of we got to pay white people back for all the all that shit that they did mm-hmm. and i wonder if what's more important paying them back or to even out the playing field so in other words should we be fighting to make sure well the cop cops murdering people that's different but just with other shit like for instance if there's a cop not doing something do you have to make sure that they pay for stuff that other cops did and then i know it sounds like i'm, I'm being a terry cruz by trying to say that, well, there's good cops and bad cops. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm not trying to make that argument to counter, the, you know, the, the bad cops argument. But um, I get what you're saying. No, no, I, I totally get. Are we supposed to forgive the the crimes of the past by by punishing the existing person or the person of the moment? You know right. what I mean? And uh, yeah, go ahead, my fault. Yeah, like piling on pretty much and spiking the football and all that type of shit. Mm-hmm. Where. I would just like the the right to be the right and the privilege of being mediocre and just getting through life really well. But I can't, I don't have that right or privilege now. Mm-hmm. Probably won't have it in my lifetime. But hopefully the generation after mine or maybe two, you know, whenever that comes, like I can just be mediocre. Like I don't, why do I have to know every single criminal justice law just to get through a police interaction? Even if you state all your, your rights, they be like, man, fuck all that shit. We ain't get mm-hmm. you. We gonna whip that ass. Like, <laughs> why does it have to? Why does everything have to go perfectly right? Like, why does Trayvon Martin? Why is the hoodie a thing? Why can't he just walk through with a hoodie on his head with candy? And why can't he walk for, through a neighborhood for no reason? See, people were asking, like, why is he there? And da da da. Why can't he just be somewhere for no reason? Like, sometimes you just places for no reason. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Why did that? Why did um? The guy who got shot in Georgia, jeez, his name. Rashad? Rashad, uh. No. Nah. Oh, nah, uh, nah. Aubrey, Aubrey. I'm oh, out Aubrey. Yeah, yeah. Aubrey. Why, why can't he just. There's a house that's open, like other people did. They're just like, I'm just going in. It looks interesting. Why can't. Why does it have to be perfect? Like, you have to find all this evidence of other people walking through and showing mm-hmm. that he didn't do nothing or steal nothing and all this different type of stuff. Why can't he just walk into the place? Where he did, he's not bothering anybody. He's not knocking anything over. He's just walking in. Why well, that can't was, he do that? Why can't he be just do mediocre shit? And that's the thing that I think that um, I'd like to fight for. And I don't know that bad actors should be punished because if a black cop shot up some white kid, they would be arrested for murder. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know if I want to. I want to be spiking a football. I think it reminds me of. I can't remember which comedian said that we got a little bit too hype over OJ. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think it was Dave Chappelle. We got kind of got too hype over OJ, started doing end zone dances and shit, and white people were like, mm-mm, I got something <laughs> for y'all. And not to say that this is the same thing, but... No, no, but, it, but that's exactly what I thought of. That was that was OJ's documentary, the reason why it's so dope, because it shows, like, literally jury, people on the jury were like, I, you know what I mean? I was going to say he was innocent either way, just because of how they've been done so greasy in, in L.A. County by the right. uh, LAPD. They were like, we weren't going to let a black man uh, go to jail for that. And it's exactly the theme you, you, you just relayed, like forgiving someone or punishing someone at the moment for crimes that were done in the past. And it's, it's OJ's the perfect example of that because he didn't get treated like most black people. <laughs> like in the documentary, uh, show, I'm actually watching it, rewatching it right now. So it's like fresh in my mind. But it's crazy that you brought that up. Like it, it, it is. It's like OJ. 100 yeah. percent, man. Like, like people, for instance, if if we just took the acquittal and said, "All right, all right, let's go on to the next thing," you know, that would have been one thing. But you know, all the people getting the white people faced by y'all, y'all see that right there? OJ leading us to freedom, and then you know, kind of, it, it was a little bit, you know, just a little bit too much. So I wonder how we're gonna come out of this moment. We're still in the within this moment, and I wonder how we're gonna come out of it. Some good things I think is gonna happen. It looks like they. I don't know if they're going to pass legislation, or they already have. Some people aren't satisfied with it, but um, they have passed legislation, so it's not nothing. You know, maybe not enough, but it's still not nothing. But, um, you know, you already kind of see cops making videos like, yeah, what do you, you know, what do you want me to be nice to a criminal and be all, you know, 
this and that and the third. And then you see videos of, of, of protesters, like really, some of them, you know, not, and this is by far not most of them or a representative of protesters, but you see some people just kind of antagonizing cops mm -hmm. who's just kind of standing there. Yeah, no, I've seen it. I've obviously, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Y'all sent me that video of some lady that was smacking the shit out of some cop. Just smacking him. And he, he didn't, you know, he was just kind of, he was kind of absorbing them. But then the dude's partner knocked the lady out. Mm -hmm. it's, it's tough to debate that kind of situation. Like, if you see They're these smacks, corners, yeah. she was throwing haymakers, man. And shout out to that one cop's chin because he wasn't falling. He was just kind of, he was, <laughs> he was eating them, but, but he was eating them, but he was getting full. Yeah. <laughs> he was about to. He was about to re, uh, retaliate on that one. His partner saved him. Yeah, yeah, that, and that's what it was. The the white guy was getting slapped up, and then the you know they 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 were looking for the angle of you know how to how do we handle this? And I'm not debating. I'm not debating for the cops in this case, but sometimes the the defense or like the debate in favor of the cops becomes too easy, and that's what not what you want. Yeah, and now it's 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 a tough job. I'm not, and now you, yeah. I guess maybe that's not the popular uh, sentiment nowadays. It's a tough job. It, it's it's I, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like it's not easy at all. You're put in situations. You're a human being. Acts to deal with human beings. You have emotions. You have bad days. Like the the some people like this movie. Uh, uh Crash. Um, you know that shows like it shows a whole bunch of people's lives being intertwined, but you have a bad day and then you go to work and you're a cop. You're going to, you know what I mean? Now you're taking that out on somebody and that shit happens. It's a real right. life thing. You know what I'm saying? And it's, it's, so I understand they're putting some situations and then there's other times where they're just like, bro, that wasn't necessary. Yeah. And you're asked to make, make these decisions in split second timing. And I guess just the nationwide, statistic fact of it is that in these situations these split second decisions don't seem to end favorably for black suspects just shows that you know how to revamp the training you know what i'm right. saying maybe showing them a hundred images of black criminals isn't the best way to to train them you know what i mean like and that and then you add that along with their own bias that they come in with and then now you have situations like that where someone's literally in the transcript came out this week from the george floyd uh, body cams that you know he's he's talking shit to him as he's dying yeah literally taunting him as he's dying like that's the that's just the culture that you know what i mean that you brought up that and i don't know if that's Derek chauvin's bring, upbringing or if that's something that he was trained to do but the fact of the matter is this happened this occurred and three other people looked at it happen right assisted yeah. in it some of them so it's it's tough it's tough to yeah, defend them yeah. but i do understand that they're put in situations sometimes there was another yeah. video from in, remember in the airport where the lady got up all up in the dude's face and he just started like wailing on her. Uh, he was like a, oh, either yeah, a TSA man, officer man. or a security guard. But why does she get in his face like that? Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I wouldn't get in his face like that. And then, you know what I'm saying? There ain't nobody going to march for me if I catch two, uh, two pieces in a biscuit. You know what I'm saying? Because you're going to be like, well, why did you get in his face like that? You know what I'm saying? Right. And it's like I said, it's not the popular sentiment. And I, I, I wish that there was another way for cops to take people down. But if he would have tased her in that situation, I still would have been like, damn, she got tased. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, yeah. she got tased for getting in his face. So it's like he made a split second decision and it just looked really bad on video. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it, 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 you know, I guess the question is, what would you do if you were in the streets? And, and disclaimer: cops are professionals, and in the streets, it usually doesn't involve two professionals. But if somebody gets in your face, you could ignore it to a certain extent until you know either you gotta run or you gotta yeah, you might gotta catch a catch an <laughs> uppercut, pretty much. So. um you know, but cops still gotta be professionals though. You gotta know when to bring in bring in the, the I guess the, the physical force. Well, when you know, to use your, when to use the badge, I guess, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But you know the, and, and there's a huge gray area with that stuff. No, it's it's trying not to get into the the gray area. We can we can't solve it, Keith. We're not we're not gonna solve the issue of it, you know what I'm saying? But it's an interesting debate to have. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? and so, I guess that's the point of this whole thing. It's an interesting debate because the gray area is so huge that the you know there's a, there's a good debate to be had. But I think that um, I think what what has been happening is that the the cries of people who've been the victims mm -hmm. of this kind of thing just aren't heard. It's kind of dismissed. But uh, -uh no, there's good bad cops and there's bad cops, and 
you know, they got to do y'all like that because they're trying to keep shit safe and da-da-da-da. So, I mean, it's, it's a tough debate to have because then on the other side, you, you hear, defund the police. And I, <laughs> I'll be honest, when I, when I first heard it, it is, there's a power in words. So when you hear defund the police as a reaction to what's been going on, it sounds like they're saying, man, just dismantle the police. And by the way, there are a few people who have said abolish the police. That, that exists. That, yeah. Not a lot, but it exists. And it exists in one, in, in one of the corners of the defund the P- police movement. But mm-hmm. what it really means is to re- reappropriate funds to other things like social services and all that type of shit. Mm-hmm. But it makes people ang- it, it makes people upset. And it's like, you could have found a better... Because when you hear defund the police, it doesn't match what it actually is. Like the sound of it, defund the police doesn't match up with what it actually is they're just saying just move some cash here move it over there to something that's not you don't have to like law enforcement officers with guns and badges don't have to do stuff like pick a uh, um some guy off the corner of a road because you know maybe he had too many or something like that maybe you could have other types of people people do that kind of thing so i i really wish that all the polarization in America that maybe I just wish it would go away, man, because this is leaking into stuff that's really important, like this whole law enforcement killing people thing. Yeah, yeah, it, you're right about that because it, it, um, you've seen that this week with Steven Jackson, right? I don't know if you, you're keeping up with uh, Steven Jackson. You talking about um, C, the, 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 bas- the former basketball player? Yeah, yeah, he, you know, he heard something about it. Kyrie he, said something anti, uh, no, um, Deshaun Jackson, Deshaun Jackson. Said something, yeah, something anti-Semitic, and then Stephen Jackson was like jumped in it, like like yeah. out of nowhere, like yo, they're right. He's he said Deshaun Jackson's right. Well, just to give people the background on it, Deshaun Jackson retweeted, um, of uh, like it looks like an excerpt of a book that was quoting Hitler, which it's, it's been found that actually wasn't even a real Hitler quote. I'm not sure where Deshaun got his information from, but um. Basically said, white Jews know that the Negroes are the real children of Israel, and to keep America secret, the Jews will blackmail America. They will extort America. Their plan is for world domination. No, their plan for world domination won't work if the Negroes know who they are. And it's like, it's, it's like where'd that come from? You know what I mean? Um, Deshaun tweeted that, caught major backlash. Um, I guess the Eagles actually uh, came out and made a statement against them. And according to Steven Jackson, that's what he was responding to. When he was like, yo... Deshaun's right that they didn't respond to Riley Cooper like this, but they responded to me like this. And um, it's hard to defend anyone that's quoting Hitler. It just you, we're not even gonna get into that whole aspect of it. But Stephen Jackson like kind of caught a lot of backlash for defending him. And I feel like people were quoting the backlash on him more so out of like, oh, you're supposed to be the guy in the whole George Floyd thing that, you know what I mean, um, got all this good favor, supposed to be asking for social change. How are you promoting anti-Semitism? You know what I mean? And he had to go on CNN and explain the whole thing. But you just like like you said, the polarization of it, I think, led to his backlash. Oh, definitely. Like, people upset about the Black Lives Matter and the, you know, what I'm saying his his toe speaking out about police brutality. I feel like we're at the front line saying, oh, oh, but this is cool. And and he had to come out and really literally explain it like, yo, I'm not defending this. And I, I fault Stephen Jackson for not making it clear enough. You know what I mean? To give for giving people that leeway where they can come in because it sounds like he got on social media excited in the moment to defend Deshaun Jackson. You know what I mean? And sometimes you got to regain your composure before doing that because things will be led to interpretation. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, man, it's, it's sometimes it's tough when black na- black nationalist, um, I guess, rhetoric or ideas kind of leaks into mainstream stuff because then things get really muddy because not not like for instance when nation of islam that's a, that's a group of black nationalists man they the they have it's almost like a i guess like a bible story or like a their story is that like white people are like a creation of the devil like some land and then happened and then washed away the, the dark skin and what had, what came out of it was the white devil and that's what white people are Shit like that. Wow. Uh, you know, it, it, read it. I mean, I don't know it fully well, but it's, it's something yeah. to, that, to that effect where, where you know, that the, the curse for them was to be blue-eyed and white. Like, that was the curse. <sighs> so when there's a thick strain of, of um, anti-Semitic views 
in the black community that largely comes from black nationalism. Mm-hmm. And, I, and sometimes black nationalism takes advantage of the despair that black people tend to feel because, you know, you just walk around disadvantaged just because the color of your skin. Even if you have tons of money, like people still look at you and be like, nah, this dude's just not worth as much you know, mm-hmm. as he really is just because of, of the way you look. So they take advantage of that vulnerability and, and inject these things into into our rhetoric and in, into our minds. So it sounds like that came across that that came across Deshaun Jackson's desk, that kind of idea, and he put it out there, some anti-Semitic stuff, without mm-hmm. really thinking about what it means and how it could hurt other people. I guess he thought about it after the fact. And Steven yeah. Jackson, sounds like he, he picked up on it. Like, yeah, man, he probably was thinking about that shit before, honestly. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I think, and, and honestly, on the other side, that's kind of what happened with Trump, because there's a lot of white people who were like, yeah, man, I was... I was waiting for somebody to shit, say this shit, right? Because they, they probably the person at work running the diversity inclusion program and, <laughs> you know, they, they, all this shit. But then finally, like, yeah, fine, man. I've been tired of this shit. Our president's down with racism. I'm finally, man. So uh, Stephen Jackson got caught up in the moment. Like, yeah, man, these, these Jewish devils that are, uh, don't, don't uh, fall for the okie doke, man. It's just, just black racists out there. They are. Uh, They're definitely. I, I, and, and, I, I grew and up I, with some of them. A big point the thing that was brought up by a lot of people were like, well, why did Drew Brees catch all this backlash? Mad NFL players came out um, with the Drew Brees thing. How come, where was all that at for Deshaun Jackson? Right. <laughs> and he was like, you know what I mean? And Well, that's true. Yeah, no, that's true. And I, I, I agree with calling them out on that because they hop. But people were like, well, Drew Brees is a, a leader. Drew Brees is a Hall of Famer. Ain't nobody looking at Deshaun Jackson like that. <laughs> in terms of saying something sensible and like, but I feel like nah, now nah, we just giving them a pass to be stupid. Like nah, that's not like like ignorance isn't, isn't an excuse, right? Like, right. And, and and Deshaun Jackson, if you really do his homework, your homework on him, he went to some really good schools. Now, granted, right. he played football, so I'm not sure how much they would just pass him along, or if he was really paying attention. But he should have hit at some point. Know that Hitler ain't got a quote. Right. You know what I'm saying? In this situation, if you want to hop in a social injustice debate, quote. Martin Luther King quote something maybe non-controversial from Malcolm X. There was a ton of people you could have quoted other than Hitler or the fake Hitler quote at that. He like quote quote some Malcolm X from about like the last eight months of his life. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing before that. Nothing <laughs> <Do> that. <laughs> um, yo, and some more follow-up news, man. For some reason, Bubba Wallace name keep coming up on this show. But shout out to Bubba Wallace, man. That's what he's going through is huge, man. I, 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 it takes a lot of courage to stand up at your workplace, and um, I got to shout him out, man. In general, man. Shout out to Bubba Wallace. But um, he got you know he got that he got that Trump attention, right? He got that smoke from Trump, man. Like, uh, got the tweet, got the infamous tweet, man. <laughs> uh, you know how Trump do? He got to hop straight to Twitter. And he asked, um, let's see, let me pull up the tweet here. Got you, man. Hold on. All right. Says, has Bubba Wallace apologized to all those great NASCAR drivers and officials who came to his aid, stood by his side, and were willing to sacrifice everything for him only to find out the whole thing was just another hoax? And that flag decision has caused lowest ratings ever, in all caps, exclamation point. (laughs) Um... Was it a hoax? <laughs> That's the thing I'm confused about. Like, Bubba Wallace didn't report it. Oh, period. I, I'll just stop right there. He didn't report it. He's just the face of it because it was found in his garage. Mm-hmm. One of his people's found that. So one of his yeah, somebody on his team. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yo, man, the president's crazy, man. <laughs> like that. Yo, even so, like. Even racist white people, right? Just like normal race. See, the normal racist ain't about nooses and saying crazy shit about black people. Just the normal race is just like, I could shake a black dude's hand, but he could never get near my daughter. Like that. Like that's just like an average, just you know, the run mm-hmm. of the mill racism. Even they, when they see a dude at work that talks like Donald Trump, they're like, whoa, 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 Charles, 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 let's let me pull you into the coffee room. You can't, you can't say that. Wait the poker game on Saturday, Charles. Yeah, you can't call him a diversity hire. It's not right, okay? All right, let's just tone it down, right? Like, that's, like, he's going bananas. And, like, it's like you know Donald Trump is racist. Mm Mm-hmm. 
There's no but. You just know. I was going to say, <laughs> there's going to be a comma and some other stuff to that sense, but you just know he's racist. But, well, he's not, but he's, not, he's not even trying to hide it. Like, he's it's not, not even like, he hasn't tried to hide it from the day that he came and announced his, his candidacy. Mm-hmm. But there were times where he tried to toss out a little something for, like, just right. Like, his core is just like racist people, but, like, he would toss out shit for other people. Like, yeah, like, you know. I, you know, I don't really fuck with black people like that, but if you work for a factory, here goes that. Like, I got this thing, like some kind of stimulus for factory workers or something, and mm-hmm. here goes that. If you're just a regular old mom, like, you're not racist or nothing, like, you're just white and you're in the suburbs, you know, but like, you're, you know, there's something for you. But now he's just like, yo, racist people, y'all know, y'all know what time it is, man. Let's do this. This, this is just us right now. now <laughs> just that's what he's doing right now. Us against the world. <laughs> it's us against the world. So now he's like taking Bubba Wallace. And who didn't like he's like he's just taking him. He's like, all right, this is gonna be my new victim. And I'm racist, y'all see, and I holds, I takes no prisoners. Bubba Wallace, I'm, I'm gonna ether him. I wonder, but hoax. <laughs> like, how do you read that news article or keep up with that story and be like, and hoax is the word that you choose. That's like, and then you get mad at people for spewing fake news. Yeah. How is this a hoax? <laughs> like the noose was there from people that worked there that used it as a garage pull hoax is like like you just trying to spew a false narrative and that's that's his strategy you know what I'm saying so um Beats by Dre has actually picked up Bubba Wallace and gave him an endorsement um and really to I guess combat this <laughs> mm-hmm. so to speak but you know and not but also because of what he's done um First, Wallace uh, responded in a statement saying that love over hate every day. Love should come naturally as people are taught to hate, um, even when it's hate from the uh, POTUS. And that following that, he got the deal with uh, Beats by Dre, which is awesome because he's a NASCAR driver. So the Beats by Dre endorsement is like. I mean, people are like, all right, well, what's the correlation? When will we ever see him wear these beats? But I'm like, it's beats by Dre. Like, why do they have to, they just pick up athletes, you know what I'm saying? Like, athletes in yeah. general don't play with headphones on. It's like a, a warm-up or after after a post-game thing. So but it makes perfect sense that Bubba Wallace um, can be an endorsement star for them. And just for what he's standing for in this country right now. Um, beats tweeted out, we weren't going to announce this till later this week, but hate cannot win the day. No one should ever be asked to apologize for standing up for what's right we are proud to welcome at bubba wallace to the beats by dre uh family and that's that's awesome man <laughs> that's that's yeah. like oh bubba wallace like keep doing your thing man and and to the people out there hating on him or be like oh well, he never came first place he's he's placing 13 after causing all this controversy like my man is in the in in the thick of it doing his thing you know what i mean uh adversity coming from him at every side standing up at a time when it's not popular to stand up uh you know what i'm saying for anti-confederate stuff you know what i mean like he's out there literally doing it in the thick of it in that it, community so no nah, that that he's 13th and I, I give him more props for that because a lot of times when black athletes have stood up historically mm-hmm. it's been the the top dog because anything less than that you couldn't afford literally could not afford to fuck with your career like literally mm-hmm. like yeah, you might be rich, but once you lose that job or sponsorship or whatever, like your whole family will be, will start to go poor. Even though mm-hmm. you you know made a couple millions over a few years, like the money is sometimes it's that fleeting when you're black. Black not because it, not just because of irresponsible decisions, quote unquote. That's a few people, but like also like you have an entire family to take care of. Whereas chances are, if you were a white athlete, that you probably came from the middle class. So, like, your family would be okay without you. And even if, like, something happens to you, like, your family could take care of you. A lot of the black athletes, that's not the case for them. So they couldn't afford to to to, to sacrifice that kind of thing. But he's, like, not the best. Like, he's not the top dog in his sport. But he's up there. He's definitely mm-hmm. up there. But for him to, to speak up and really be an advocate in this way is, is huge. Yeah, definitely, man. And that's that's another episode in the books right there. That's a good point, though, not to even run past that, because that's a good point you brought up right there. But um, another episode in the books right there, Keith. Where can people find you at on social media, man? Instagram, me and my underscore 35. That's awesome. You can find your boy DJ Playboy on Instagram, at Plickapeasy, P-L-I-C-C-A-P-E-E-Z-Y. Um, also, check me out on Twitter, at DJ Playboy. Um, you can check out the Perfect Talk podcast on instagram at perfect talk radio so make sure you uh check out check that out also we got a podcast we got a podcast we also got a website 
at perf- sorry, www.perfecttalkpodcast.com. Go check that out for everything um, we got going on, every episode available right on there. Um, also, my radio shows, The Night Shift and Money Talks Radio. Um, also, check us out, The Perfect Talk Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, uh, where else, where else, where else Spotify and much, much more, man So check that out, we gonna be doing the damn thing Um, And I'm trying to get us on some more places So keep an eye out, I'll, I'll definitely announce that When we got us popping um, in some more places You can find us at, but uh, Keith, what you watching on TV Nowadays, brother? Not much, I'm watching the show Hannah on Prime I, honestly, Is that I good? Don't I see a lot of ads for it Because I got, I got the Echo Show It's just a good watch Like it's not You know, the, the, the title character The titular character uh, she's supposed to be like some kind of super duper like fighting machine that they breed like they bred from like okay. engine you know DNA engineer, engineering and shit like that. It's based on a movie of the of the same title. Okay. But I feel as if the the girl is supposed to be an action hero doesn't look like she was trained all that well. Honestly, I don't mean to sound like a hater, but <laughs> like when she runs, like you don't get that like. When you watch Tomb Raider with, with Angelina Jolie, be like, yo, man, Angelina Jolie, like, if you didn't know her from anywhere, be like, yo, she's a real, like, she does this. Like, she fights and flips and shit like that. Even though she might have a, a, a stunt double here and there, but, like, when you see her do certain moves, like, her face, you could tell it's her doing it. Mm-hmm. This one, when she runs, you could tell she's not, like, no, she's slim, but it looks like maybe she's just naturally slim. Like, she don't run. She don't, probably was never on the track. She don't work out. <laughs> That's what it looks like. She don't work out. You know what I'm saying? Maybe she does a couple laps or whatever, runs a 10-minute mile, but it doesn't look like she does this. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, it's a little bit cheesy, but it's a TV show, and it's one of those things that I like, I enjoy watching it, but I don't know why I enjoy watching it. For that reason, I can't recommend it. The next thing is OpenFit. The OpenFit app, I guess it's okay. a free advertisement, but it's a pretty decent app. It got videos on it. Um, that's where I do my yoga and shit like that. So OpenFit? That's, that's what your boy is watching. <laughs> Yo, speaking of apps, I, I I've always been into like like I color. It's called adult coloring. I don't know why, but uh, you know what I mean. Like I color like with color pencils and things like that. Um, but there's like an app. Like I never got into the coloring apps, and I discovered like a there's a Marvel Comics one that I started fucking around with this week. I like that. I ain't gonna front. It was kind of kind of fun. Um, so I guess that'd be my app recommendation. It's called Color Your Own Marvel, and um, the Echo Show. <laughs> I got one of them little Echo shows, man. I got it in like a little bundle deal with with a, a camera that I got um, for my daughter's room, and it's 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 it was. I thought it was pointless. I'm like, what is the point of this thing, right? And I ain't gonna front, man, for something that I thought was pointless. It's actually pretty awesome. Like, you could call your phone when you lose it, lose your phone. Like, I haven't. I stopped looking for my phone. <laughs> I just tell Alexa to find that bitch, man, and it's got all types of capabilities, all types of things. You got to play around with it, but um, ever since I got it, I thought it was pretty awesome. I like how you could turn the little camera off, so it's not just looking at you the whole time. Um, and and you could turn the microphone off too, but you know, Big Brother's always watching, so <laughs> you know what I mean. But it's it's, it's, it's it ain't gonna front. I I give it a recommendation for something that I thought was completely pointless, and I never would have thought to get it. For I think it's like the price of a regular Bluetooth speaker. Anyway, you might as well get that Echo Show because it's pretty dope. And it keeps me up with a lot of news articles, too. Definitely That's so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, check that out, man. And uh, Keith, man, another episode in the books, brother. It's good doing an episode with you, man. Say goodbye to the people, man. Peace. Peace.